0: <laughs> let's see so this is gonna go like here okay you don't have to talk to the microphone you can just talk to me okay keep it down here. okay um when did you first move to la in 2001 right after september 11th i was living in new york uh, i was a researcher for feature films and i was coming out for 20th century fox they f- they were like oh my god she just survived september 11th as if i had been like you know <laughs> Like, uh, I mean, they really treated me like I had been in the buildings or something. And they put me up in a hotel for like three weeks and let me get massages. And the studio paid for everything. And that was how I moved to L.A. Um, And were you coming out here like to work full time or was it just like on a on a project? Or were you like were you moving here, moving here? I was supposed to just be working on one project and then going home. But then um, Peter Weir was working on this movie Master and Commander and I had worked for him from New York. And so I called him when I was out here. I was like, hey, I'm in L.A. It's like the first time I've ever been here. And I thought I'd call you and see where you are. And he happened to be in L.A. meeting with them to find out that the movie was greenlit again. So he hired me to be his assistant. And he asked me to move out right away because they were starting that day. So I left New York like to come here for two days or a week. Um, and then it became two weeks. And then I never actually even went back. I stay. I've lived here now for 15 years. Yeah, almost 15. Yeah, 14 years. Um, when was the first time, or when was the first time that LA felt like home to you? Yeah, it took a really long time. I, I felt like a complete alien here for, um, let's see. So that that so I was on like a big long business trip, r- for a long time. That was about f- 2001 to. Three, four, five, then I met I had my first real boyfriend here in two thousand five, and then I got pregnant um when we'd been going out for about a year, and when I got pregnant, I was about to break up with him, and it was seemed like a really terrible idea, but he was so passionate about keeping the baby that we ended up being in this sort of reverse of the cliche, you know, where I didn't, I was super scared and didn't think it was a good idea. And he really, I mean, he was in tears, like daily, it took us two months to decide, because I found out really early. And then um, I decided that I really wanted to give him a chance and give the baby a chance. And um, I, I was scared, but I felt like, you know, taking a risk on life was better than taking no risk on life, you know? So, you know, when he had a job and, you know, it seemed like we were, th- we were 33, you know, it's sort of like, anyway, it turned out to be the best thing because I have my daughter now and I never would have had her. And I would say the first time I ever felt at home here, this is a long answer because even you'd think it would be like when my daughter was born and then I'm here. No, it was sort of the opposite because our marriage really exploded after the baby was born. It couldn't, He. it was, it was a nightmare. And so finally it got really dangerous. And I had therapists also who were mandatory reporters at the time, different people in my life who said that they were going to have to report it if I didn't do something. So I had to leave. But the house never felt like a home to me anyway, because I was so it was so scary there. So then we went to an apartment. We went and lived with our friends, but we were living in somebody else's house. And then I went and I lived in an apartment after we left their house. But then somebody who was actually like seriously mentally ill moved into the apartment next door and was harassing us. He was psychotic actually. So that was really bad. So I felt like I just couldn't find a safe place like in the freaking world. And my daughter was 17 months when I left my ex-husband. And then she was growing, right? So she was two and a half and I still hadn't found a place. So I got a small settlement from the short time I was married. And uh, I searched all of LA County for a place and then I finally found this house which was a so such a horrible mess it was so cheap and it was such a horrible nightmare inside the house that nobody else put an offer on it (laughs) which and in LA at that time in LA in general that's like unheard of I mean it was disgusting you couldn't even walk into the house it was like animals it was sort of like it seemed like a very similar mess to my life at that time basically (laughs) like the the uh, the owners had just recently died in the house, and they were in their 90s, and they had, I think, somebody told me they had 30 cats in the house, and also 10 dogs, and they they, they never left the house, so the entire house was covered in animal feces. They're, luckily, there were like 10 layers of old wall-to-wall carpet as well, <laughs> so that saved the floors. Because <laughs> every time they put in a new carpet, they would just put it on top of the old one. <laughs> it saves work, right? the um the whole back of the house had been ripped off and there was a shell on the back but the ceiling was really beautiful it was like this cathedral ceiling with beautiful old pine and these big beams and so i did it it didn't scare me i guess is what i'm trying to say you know and the house was so cheap that with my little amount of money from the settlement i could buy it and then get a cash out mortgage and then use the money to renovate the house to make it little, livable. And little by little, I would earn a little more, spend a little more on the house, earn a little more, spend a little more. We got rid of the rodents and all the feces and we tore out all the terrible flood damage and all the, had to rewire it because it was a knob and tube wiring from like 1915. And it turned out part of the house had burned down. At one point so we had to rebuild some of the rafters and a lot of the supporting beams and the foundation was horrible. We had to rebuild the foundation. It was like one thing after another. Um, but I found these wonderful people. See, the thing is, because my story was so, um, meaningful to people, you know, people helped us for very little money and we met wonderful people who were still like our best friends. Like every, it wasn't like, oh, the guy is here to do the foundation. It was like our friend Leonard is coming to help us with the foundation and we're going to make dinner for him and we're going to talk about what his life was like in the Philippines and we're going to like... It became like this incredible community project where people from all over the entire world who had been immigrants at various times, you know, we all felt sort of homeless. And the house became a home because of those people coming and loving us, really, like being generous with us for no reason, you know. And they didn't have to, I guess is what I'm saying. So anyway, the day that we first moved in um, was like the first time I ever felt that I had my own home in the world really any ever in my entire life. It was the first time. Yeah. And that was also thanks to LA, you know, because the project had been so much like created by that cross section of people who feel a little lost in Los Angeles, you know, who have come here from other places. And it's not like New York where you kind of get swept up in the, the identity of the city, you know what, I feel like in l a it takes a while to create your identity here because there's so much vast space to lose yourself in all the options basically so um anyway that was uh that was a really profound moment for us and uh for my daughter too do you remember what what day was that yeah, it was march twenty first two thousand eleven How long do you think you'll be here? That's uh, a great question because, you know, the market is obviously very high. You know, I came in at the very bottom of the market. And the house is worth triple what I bought it for now. Which I have mixed feelings about. You know, in some ways I wish it wasn't because it wouldn't even, I would never sell it. I mean, my plan was to stay here for the rest of my life and die here, you know, which is what everybody else who's ever owned this house has done. It's only that I'm only the fourth owner and it was built in 1906. So there's a tradition in the house of like you move in when your children are young and you stay until you're in your 90s, (laughs) right? That's the plan. (laughs) Mm. So yeah, financially, it would be super smart for me to sell right now. But I know I, I don't want to so. I think that I'm probably going to be here for a long time. All the real estate agents come over and try to pressure me. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I know. That would be cool. I'd love to have a lot of money, but I don't need a lot of money. I need a home. (laughs) I need this home. It's like my base, my safe. This is like my refuge. So I don't think I want to leave.